The views expressed on The Pickleball Show are not necessarily those of the USAPA. The Pickleball Show is the official podcast of the USAPA dedicated to growing the sport of pickleball around the country. Show your support and become a USAPA member today. Visit USAPA.org. From Bainbridge Island to the villages. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in America. Buckeye to Abbotsford. Time out, baby, yeah! St. George to Rochester and all points in between. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know. This is the Pickleball Show. This is Deb Harrison of PicklePongDeb.com. And here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Live from the PBX Club Studios in Asheville, North Carolina. This is the Pickleball Show. I am your host, Chris Allen. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to continue our conversation with National Women's Open Doubles Champion Sarah Ansberry, also U.S. Open Pro Champion. Just added another gold medal to her trophy case over the weekend in Simi Valley, the inaugural Engage President's Cup. Sarah, along with Christine McGrath, won the Women's Double 5.0 slash pro open. Congratulations, ladies. Great to have you back on the Pickleball Show, Sarah. Hi, Chris. How are you today? <laughs> Doing well. Thanks for joining <laughs> us again. And we're going to continue our conversation. You notice how I just launch right into it because I'm taking a less is more attitude. It's the less is more show here, part two. One thing that I find myself doing all the time, I usually think about Robert Elliott uh, Robert and Jody did the move block freeze video that um, is really helpful, but I feel like I don't do that. I do move block flick my paddle. And, you know, there's so yeah. many balls where it's like if I had just held my paddle perfectly still, the ball would have just deflected right off of it and landed very gently in the court and bounced a couple of times and totally frustrated my opponent and you know i would have been the hero but instead i had to flick my <laughs> wrist and the ball goes way out and everybody looks back at me like man what were you thinking <laughs> it's like if i had only just held my paddle perfectly still that would have been great is that something that you see a lot and how did you if you ever had that problem how'd you overcome it oh gosh that is um, a huge huge issue uh, especially you know i come from tennis i have a tennis background and i like to swing like i absolutely have been swinging my whole life with a tennis racket the ball that we play with you know mind you is crazy light it is crazy sensitive it's weird it's different than most balls and the court that we play on is so small I mean, we're closer to ping pong where, you know, there's cross between ping pong and tennis. You could fit like what, four pickleball courts on one tennis court. So the less we do with our paddle, you know, the less likelihood, the less variables that we have that we introduce. That's one of the things sometimes I try to tell myself when I'm hitting things constantly out. And I think I got that from you from uh, when we were in Charlotte together for Pickleball Summit, because you were saying it's, you know, it's a, it's a little court. It's a small court. It's not a tennis court. And I try to tell myself that small, small, small thing, just play within the lines and think smaller. And uh, sometimes I'll, I'll say yeah. you're playing, you're just playing big ping pong. You're not playing little tennis. I think that a lot of people 
too, you feel like, well, geez, I got, you know, I put on my pickleball clothes and I'm out here to get some exercise. And a lot of people think, well, I need to move as much as I can. You know, the recreational players like, well, why did I come out here? I didn't come out here just to stay still. And a lot of cases, that's what wins the game or wins the point for you. Being stable actually allows it allows me an easier way to shorten my swing. You know, when I'm moving too much, the tendency is for my paddle to actually swing too much. Even though I'm not jumping around a lot, I'm actually I'm shifting my body weight quite a bit. I'm using my legs and I'm using my upper body. I'm twisting my hips. So I may not be going a lot of places, but I'm definitely using and utilizing my body to uh, to get the most that I can out of it and to allow my paddle to honestly do the job for me most of the time. Is there a paddle that compensates for it? Or if you if you do want to move a lot, is there a paddle that absorbs more? Yeah, that's a good point because oftentimes I actually see people who like flick their wrist too much. They have a very light head weight, but they're uh, on the paddle. So it's actually, it's this extra movement they don't mean to be doing. So sometimes it's actually just about finding the paddle that's right for you. Uh, as an individual, which you know may be good for me, what might not be a great thing for you, let's say. Mm-hmm. Being aware of the balance, being aware of what you want out of a paddle to actually help you do that um, are, are very important things. I think that oftentimes we forget that the paddle does a lot, like they're, they're de- designed to do these things. So, you know, when we're holding crazy tight and we're, you know, feel like we have to hit it so hard and do all those things and swing so much, we're really not letting the paddle do what it's designed for. You know, we want to be able to let the paddle absorb for us, the paddle soften for us and do those types of things and, and actually let the extension of us, of our shoulders, you know, uh, allow our paddles to work for us. Mm-hmm. So what I, I always say, use use the big hinge and not the small hinge, which, <laughs> you know, your shoulder is the big hinge and your wrists and your elbows, those are the small hinges. And the small hinges don't really help you as much as your big hinge. Yeah, they don't. Because I, I want to shrink down like you, you pointed out in the previous episode, I want to be like Mr. Alligator Arms, you know, and just shrink down yeah. and, and I'm using the small hinge of just my elbow. And uh, yeah, this is not, it's not the, the most efficient way to play. And, and, uh, and I'll watch other people and they use their movement, they use their footwork to set themselves up to just really be able to swing through that ball and get all the control and all the power that they want. Yeah, it's a, it's knowing how to use your body in a way you know, where your shoulders are doing the work, uh, oftentimes we have a tendency to like overuse our dominant side. We're only using, you know, for you, you're a left-hander. So, you know, you use so much of your left hand that your right hand is just kind of hanging there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But using both sides of our body, using, you know, our non-dominant side actually allows us to create more pace and more control on the ball. It helps us elongate our contact so we don't have to swing harder and faster to make it go where we want. Yeah. I think, you know, the USAPA, I think they should at least entertain the possibility of, you don't have to have a a full-size paddle in both hands, but maybe a mini paddle in your non-dominant hand. What do you... (laughs) (laughs) That's a good option. I think maybe you should address that at the next board meeting. I'll get Enrique, (laughs) get Enrique on board and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll go in there as a unified front and, you know, just a little mini paddle. It's not a full-size paddle. I'm sure you can make it work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
this has been fun. I think that there there are so many things. Any other less is more type of, uh, I guess, strategies that uh, that you find work for the people that, that you coach and work for yourself when you're winning gold here and there and everywhere? I think, you know, you can really equate that to everything in pickleball. I think just thinking less. Uh, the more that you can simplify your game, the more that you can focus on small things. It's the same, you know, way that we would create smaller goals to do things versus, okay, I just want to be a better pickleball player. So I'm going to do all of these things to make myself better. And that's, you know, that's too difficult. But if you go out there and say, okay, this is what I'm working on. You know, here's, here's my small goal. Here's my shot. Here's my movement. Uh, it's a lot easier to get better and to meet those goals. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's honestly clearing your mind a little bit to allow yourself to do less, which absolutely is one of the hardest things to do period. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we always feel like we need to control it more, but you simplify things. You think less, you make choices about what you want and you just try to stick to them and you pay attention to, am I moving too much or is my movement helping me or is it hindering me? That's kind of the question you want to ask yourself. I think the biggest thing that I try to remind people with their swings is the reality is we never need that paddle to go behind our body and we never need it to go across. And the more that that paddle stays in front of us, the more that we can see our paddles. You know, um, I always want to try to keep my paddle in my line of sight in front of me. And if I can do that, uh, it'll help me actually simplify my strokes and not feel like I'm getting pulled in one direction or the other just by my swing alone. Yeah, I love that. Uh, ever since the day that you taught me that, I've used that. And just like you're using it like a sight on a rifle. And boy, mm -hmm. that has helped me so, so many times. It's a simple thing that you can do that just helps you anticipate the ball. It helps you read where the ball's going to you know what you want to do but it also helps you see the court i think uh because we're taking these big backswings you know we're dropping back we're taking these extra steps and then we have to actually physically drop our heads to watch the ball you know straight down at our feet and looking at our feet is not an easy thing to do in the middle of a pickleball point <laughs> that's for sure it's always a pleasure to talk to you what's going on with you you're just every time i look you know or something pops up on facebook you're just you're either in texas or you're in california or you're in washington or you're just all over the place i know sarah ansbury academy is you know one of the hottest tickets you can get in pickleball uh, across the country plus your ebooks as well at sarahansbury.com and i know there might be a third one coming out soon is that true i am just finishing up editing it's a uh, five essential beginner drills five essential intermediate drills and five essential advanced drills and honestly whatever they say i do them all i do uh, probably do the beginner ones honestly more than the advanced ones because they're the simplest <laughs> ones to do and i try <laughs> to keep things simple and then i'm i'm trying to i'm actually going to add to it because i've had a lot of people really interested in the fitness side of things and how to do things body better for their bodies and we've actually incorporated a lot of uh, you know fitness into our academies and so uh, i'm going to work on another uh, another one with videos and exercises that are a little bit more pickleball related the hardest part is finding time to do these sometimes because it's not just about the writing i've got to find the time to get on the court and the courts so i can film so that's the tricky part but uh, hopefully in the next few months we'll have that out you know we'll head to arizona for grand canyon games after this we'll have an academy in florida in delray beach next month looks like we're going to host an academy in Michigan and Delaware. So we're going to be on the East Coast and the Midwest uh, starting 
March, it looks like, about mid-March, we'll spend up until about July or August uh, on that side of the country. So we're looking forward to scheduling more of those and getting to see different places, one pickleball court at a time. Yeah, we will definitely link to them in the show notes here, and you can find out more at sarahansberry.com and see where she's at. And uh, hi to Lynn, as always. She's just awesome. (laughs) She is pretty amazing. Well, always great to see you both. Take care, safe travels, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Chris. Hopefully, Sarah will be in your area soon and you know what we would like you in this area soon because pickleball summit is coming to Asheville March 31st April 1st and 2nd just a handful of tickets left so grab yours right now national champion Matthew Blom is going to be here national champion Brian Staub national finalist breakout star from this past event in Arizona in November Lucy Kovalova will be here and from third shot sports Mark Renison will be here. We're going to train, we're going to play, we're going to compete all weekend long. PickleballSummit.com, that's the place to go to get your tickets. Just a few remain and you can bring a partner for a half price. That's PickleballSummit.com. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.